Our scripture reading today is from Matthew's Gospel, the fourth chapter. It is the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Listen, my friends, for the word of the Lord. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands he will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, on this first Sunday of Lent, we hear this story, as we do every year, of Jesus being led by the Spirit to be tempted in the wilderness. And as we think about how we prepare for growth, we realize that one way we do that is by facing our temptations and making our choices. As I reflected on this text throughout the week, I remembered my first big temptation in life. When I was a boy, I used to uh, go hunting on Saturday mornings with two other boys who lived near me. And uh, we'd go squirrel hunting. And after one very unproductive morning, we decided to walk through the woods until we came to the elementary school where we attended. And uh, my two friends had a plan. They had left one of the windows unlatched on Friday at the end of the school day, and they were going to break into the cafeteria and see what there was to eat. Now, I didn't understand that because I had never had anything that good in the cafeteria to want to eat it on a Saturday morning. But they had planned this all along. Well, I immediately broke into a panic. My mind raced through, uh, I was about 11 or 12, so my mind raced through 11 years of Sunday school lessons and sermons on God's wrath and judgment. My mind raced through 11 years of watching police shows on television, and I pictured myself 
sitting in prison, handcuffed, growing old without ever having graduated junior high school. And then my mind filled with images of my father, very, very, very angry. And my mother, disappointed and brokenhearted. Now, I have to tell you, the wrath of God got my attention. And the fear of the criminal justice system got my attention. But the idea of the wrath of Harold Hughes took it to a whole different level. And I made my choice. And I walked away, returned to the woods with the taunts of my friend in my ears. But all these years later, I'm still glad that I faced that temptation and I made that choice. The great Oscar Wilde writes, I can resist anything but temptation. And the entertainer of old, Mae West, said, I generally avoid temptation unless I can't resist it. We all know that feeling, don't we? We all like to have a little fun talking about temptation in general and our own temptations in particular, and that's okay. But the season of Lent also reminds us that one of the ways we prepare for growth in our spiritual life and growth in our character is by facing our temptations and making our choices. I love Matthew's account of this story. Jesus has gone out to the Jordan River to be baptized by his cousin, John. And then he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Before he calls the first disciple, before he heals the first person, before he preaches and teaches and tells his wonderful parables, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to face these choices. There must be a reason that this experience happens where it does in the story of Jesus' life and ministry. I believe it happens because it was important for Jesus to make his choice concerning all the different ideas and images that were floating around about what it meant For the Messiah to come. Jesus grew up hearing all of these different ideas and different expectations of who the Messiah would be and what the Messiah would do. I believe Matthew tells this story when and how he tells it to remind us that even Jesus had to make a choice. That Jesus, even Jesus, had to fight the temptation to go about life some other way other than God's way. Why is this story important? It's important because it matters. It matters the choice that Jesus made. Tired and hungry, fasting in the wilderness, 
Jesus is tempted to turn the readily available stones into bread. And Jesus responds that we don't live by bread alone, but by the Word of God. Jesus understands that this moment in his life is not about what he wants. It's about discovering and discerning what God wants. Then Jesus is tempted to go the route of flash and celebrity to get his ministry started, to climb to the top of the temple and jump off so the angels have to appear and save his life. Jesus responds to that temptation that you don't put God to the test. God does not have to prove God's self to us. Jesus is committing his life to prove himself to God. The last temptation in this story, Jesus is tempted to win the world by bowing down to the tempter instead of to God. And Jesus responds, you should only worship and serve God and God alone. Jesus chooses God's way even though God's way includes a cross. And we know Jesus chose well because the story tells us that the devil departed and the angels came. Jesus faced his temptations and discerned his choices in the face of those temptations. Through the scriptures, he knew the teachings, the wisdom of his tradition. We can prepare for growth in our own lives by reading and studying the scriptures. Not to quote them, not to use them as a weapon, but to let them point us toward the way of God in all the situations of our life, in all the temptations of our life. Jesus faced his temptations and discerned his choices by taking personal responsibility for who he was and who he was called to be. We can prepare for growth in both our spiritual life and in our character by taking responsibility as Jesus did. We have a tendency to blame way too much in our life on either God or the devil when most of it has to do with us. Jesus shows us the power of facing, taking responsibility, and making choices. So we can prepare for growth in our life by facing our temptations and challenges. We can prepare for growth by focusing on the person we are, flawed as we may be, but outrageously loved by God. We can prepare for growth by focusing on the person we long to be and the person we feel God is calling us to be. And on this Communion Sunday, we realize we can prepare for growth by coming to this table 
and partaking in the life of Jesus who walked through his own wilderness of temptations and choices and always chose God's way. And because he did, we know that when we walk through our own wilderness, Jesus walks with us. Jesus walks beside us. Jesus understands our life. We prepare for growth in our life by facing the realities, by taking responsibility, by hearing the words and wisdom of the scripture, and by leaning on Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.